greetings. Hello. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Mr. Scope. Yes, we are here. Welcome to the Humble Talk podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So good, man. So good. So what's your full name? So... And what's, the, and what's the story with Scope? How did it become Scope? Yeah, sure. So I've been doing music now for about six years. I uh, started off with a friend of mine. He lived in a town called Newton Stewart. We were working out of his parents' shed. Oh, okay. And the name Scope came from the back of my second name, Schofield. Ah, uh, gotcha. So Sco, Schofield. And it kind of just stuck because my stepdad, his name, his nickname was Scully. Okay, okay. So that's kind of where it stemmed from. So what's your first name? Lewis. So it's Lewis Schofield. Yeah, Lewis Schofield. That's quite a cool yeah. name. That was... Like Philip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's somebody that sounds familiar. Yep. So where where are you staying now? Or where are you living now? Yeah, so I live in Port Patrick. Um, no, but... A lot of people won't know what that where that is, include myself. So do you wanna? Yeah, sure. I'll elaborate. Uh, Port Patrick. It's southwest Scotland. It's right on the coast. It's seventeen miles from Belfast, across uh, the Irish Sea. Uh, Two and a half hours south of Glasgow in a car or by train. Um, and we are the most southerly point in Scotland. Okay, so is it quite touristy? Yes, very touristy. Is it good vibes there? You enjoy growing up there? Yeah, I've enjoyed growing up. I was born in Manchester, but I moved there when I was eight months old. And Port Patrick is home. So So you you lived there since you was eight months old? Yeah. So I, I used to travel up and down to Manchester to go and visit family and stuff when ah, I was, okay, okay. Uh, you know, growing up. And my grand lived in the same house for 57 years in Charlton. In uh, Manchester? In Manchester, yeah. Wow. Okay, so, okay. traveling back and forth, but yeah, Port Patrick, DG9, that's all home. That's and home. did you stop going down to Manchester, I'm guessing, after? Is she still there? Or? No, she moved up to um, she moved up to Port Patrick. Oh, okay. She moved up a couple of years ago, and she's, uh, yeah, my grand, that's where she lives now, so she's around family and stuff, so. Okay, so. She's, she's getting on a little bit, she's like 80 now, so. She's lived a good life, that's a long life, yeah, that's good. That's almost good. 80. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yes, I have a brother and a sister. I have a brother who's nine oh, and okay. a sister who's ten. Oh, so you, why is such a big age gap between you and your... I think because, I don't know really, it's, uh, my mum, you know, split up from my biological <laughs> okay. father when I was very, very young and, you know, she met somebody else a few years later and that's who she's been with since so oh, okay, okay. she had kids in a, in a you know later down the line and uh yeah i always remember saying i always wanted a little sister okay okay and that's what i got and a little so you get a, you, you spoiled him yeah yeah nice, nice yeah man. sure and you get along well with your stepdad how long have you known your stepdad for oh since since about three, four. Oh, okay. So he's kind of like so, your dad. Yeah, he's he is my dad. That's it. And you see so. your biological dad at all? Uh, we don't. Yeah, we don't speak. He's he does his own thing. Um, it's only this year I've kind of reconnected with that side of the family. Mm-hmm. I went back to Barbados in January. Oh, okay. Because nice, that's where nice. my grandparents are both from oh, okay. on the west coast of the island. And um, how was it? It was great. It's the best experience ever. Okay, good, good. It was good. a strange experience because I start. I was meeting family that I knew I had but never met. 
Yes. And obviously uh-huh. because the separation on yeah. that side was been for so long to yeah, go back yeah, and yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. get in touch with the roots was a special time were they eager to meet you as well and show you around and show you a good time yeah exactly it was yeah. it was nothing but love they treated me like yeah like yeah i was uh, like the lost child who yeah, came yeah, back and yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they fed yeah, me they yeah. give me drink they picked me up they drove me all over shout out to my cousin ron big ron yeah, yeah. all around the island it was brilliant it was amazing Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, now going back to, uh, I guess, an early age. How was, what was your early me- earliest memory of Port Patrick? Because I'm guessing now you can't remember Manchester at all, at, at growing up. Like, well, you can in your later years, but yeah, you didn't have a chance to form any memories in Manchester. My earliest memory of Port Patrick was we we lived in a we we used to change location quite a lot. Oh, uh, within Port Patrick. Yeah, within oh, Port okay, Patrick, okay, me and my okay, mum. Okay. Um, we lived in several different houses and I remember there was this one house that we lived at, it was out in the countryside near Nockingham and it was isolated there was like yeah, nothing yeah. there, it was just a big house Um, just me and my mum out in the, and yeah, like my mum used to have to go out and get the long drives to get anything yeah just to get anything, like if you run out of milk boom, yeah, you know yeah, it's, yeah, you got to yeah. wait till tomorrow yeah, 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 because yeah, if yeah. the shops close at six you're not getting anything. Um, yeah, that's kind of like my earliest memories. And, I was ha- and ha- how was three, it in that, that experience for you? Obviously, you're oblivious to the whole thing, but how did you take it, if you can remember? As a child, it was like just kind of the way it was. I never really I never really thought too much of it at the time because yeah, I was so yeah, young. Yeah. yeah. But looking back, at, looking back at it now, it was um, it's pretty mad to think you know, what my mum did back then, just to, yeah. you know, keep things afloat and keep it moving forward, I guess. Okay. So, w- did you live with your mum, just you two, for how long? Oh, wow, well, since I was 18 months old. Uh-huh. Uh, until I was about four or five, maybe okay. six. Yeah, and then that's kind of like, you know, my stepdad kind of like really kind of came on. He was always around. Yeah, I understand. But um, he was a bit maybe scared to yeah, you know, fully you, you know, take like, his yeah, you take know his what I mean? toe in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, taking on a, a child that's not your own. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you go for it? Do you not? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, he came in and after about three or four years, mm-hmm. that was him. He was in and never left. Okay. So. And did you... I know you're grown now. Did you ever had the chance to ask your mum or even your dad, like what happened? Yeah, the you know the the stories were mixed. Um, my mum was always very honest, yeah. and then I I got to meet my my you know my real you know biological father when I was like fifteen, and uh, never. He just know, didn't want to. Yeah, say no, he no, he he would, but it was it was it was a vague side of the story from what I can remember, and I have a pretty good memory. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me there was just no real enthusiasm. It doesn't. Yeah. So you know, my mum's always had my back, and yeah, you know, he's. I'm guessing he felt like a stranger kind of thing. So yeah, kind of, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I hear you know different sides, and you know, but for me, if 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 you're gonna if you, if you have if you have a child and planet Earth, right? Yeah. 
you're only a man if you if you if you give everything that you ever have to try and build with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's a part. At the end of the day, that's a part of. Yeah. Yeah, and, and rem- remember that for your own. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, I have two of my own. Oh, cool, cool. So, man. that so I I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah, it's just for me. It was just like well, and look, what, if you don't mind sharing, what was the reason why did your mom told you what was the reason for for your dad not being there? Well, it, there was there was a few different reasons, but. You know, my dad wasn't the nicest person on planet Earth at the time. He was a young man as well who had me yeah. very, you know, young. Young young and stupid. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I was younger when I had mine, but, mm. you know, I think you have to, uh, you have to, you know, take responsibility and, you know, be a man. Don't treat mm. women <coughs> with disrespect. Mm, mm, mm. Um you know, we all like a laugh and a joke, but when it gets serious, it's not yeah, a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, my mum was very, very strong. She packed the bags and moved she up to Scotland because that's where her sister was. I see. And uh, that's that's where we ended up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how how was it, like, um, with your stepdad? How was it growing up with... Amazing. Yeah? Mm. Okay. okay. Really good. Never it, once ever... Did he do all the, the dad stuff? Yeah. I guess. Everything. Take you to football. All of that, foot, football. Everything. Okay. Like, okay. undeniable. Okay. So how was, I mean, <clears throat> you're going from, I grew up in the, in the city and it's totally different to, I guess, Port Patrick, right? Yeah, so yeah, how, yeah, how yeah. was school and what was school like? Especially because you're mixed race, right? Sure. And I'm, sh- I'm sure Scotland at the time, that type of place, you don't see many like yourselves. Mm-hmm. So yes. how how was it, kind of? It's funny because like um, when I was at, you know, you know, I don't really see colours as much. Yeah. But growing yeah. up, I had the I experienced, um, you know, from school. Right from nursery, I ended up one of my best friends. He is my best friend, Hamish. Um, his dad is from Haiti. He's mixed, slightly darker than me, mm-hmm. but. We kind of connected. Because his dad was dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I couldn't let that go. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. So we we, we connected in uh, in nursery, and we've been friends ever since. And I think oh, okay. from that early age, you know, I think you recognised that you were a little bit different, or uh-huh. you stood out a little bit more in that uh-huh. in that environment because and you know it is a predominantly white area. Yeah. Yeah. So um, w- when did you realize you were different? Is it, okay, I think as a can, child, can you, can you I think subconsciously, m- I, I think from nursery, I think subconsciously, I always acknowledged the fact that I think I was a little bit different, and I think that's probably why I gravitated towards a relationship with Hamish oh, okay. and his sister because instantly we had the same kind yeah, of yeah, click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and when you say different, was it because people were treating you overly nice, or because especially in that type of area they don't see? Yeah, like yeah. at that age, you know, nobody. It wasn't a real thing. It was only when you started to go into like early primary school years uh-huh. that, you know, people would say you know certain things that you would yeah, be like yeah. you didn't understand at the time. But like people would ask you like, why have you got brown skin? Uh. Like, <laughs> oh, I was made at the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was just small things yeah. uh but then obviously as you go into secondary school and stuff and bullying becomes a, a, a 
Oh, okay. A thing you start to, you know, get attached to and stuff because you have no choice. Yeah. You know. I, so you 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 got some heat your way or some bully, bully? Oh yeah, I had some heat. I had some heat. I got into a few fights over some heat. Do you but, think they were jealous because? Of, yeah, like, I think they, so because I was yeah. handsome. Yeah, yeah like, I was gonna say, and the girls were. And that's not me being arrogant. That's just me wrong? being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think you know, I always tried to be the guy that was the best I could be, whether it yeah. be sports. Uh-huh. Um, my studying wasn't so great because I don't really feel like I'm an academic, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, which doesn't mean I'm not intelligent, but I just wasn't I the guy. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah. yeah, when I was at school, I always used to feel like, you know, people would like say this and that, but yeah, I never used to let it get, get to me so much. There was only a couple of occasions when it got really bad. Like there was this one time I got into a fight because this guy just kept going on and on and on about my skin colour. And we got into a fight and his parents ended up bringing him up to the school and stuff. And I was seeing a girl that he was with. Oh. <laughs> and I think that had a bit to do with it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's how it goes. You know, school days, stupidity, growing up. Uh-huh. But. Yeah, for the most part, all my teachers were very, very supportive. Yeah, like my yeah, school yeah, teachers yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, they yeah. they recognised right. There's an issue here. Yeah, yeah. And they would, they, they were f- they were great. All my teachers okay. were brilliant. Like I was never the, re- the the rebellion one in school. I I used to focus and. You know, I think that's why I got a lot of respect from my teachers, and I respected them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I enjoyed school, but I hated school. <laughs> why, why do you hate school? Obviously, did, uh, besides that, was there in other other things you didn't enjoy about yeah, school? Yeah, I just think I was I was very I was I'm a creative, and I think when mm-hmm. you're a creative, you're you're genetically built that way. I was very big on sports. I was very big on creating. Yeah, I wasn't uh-huh. a numbers guy. I, I wasn't. Yeah, but, I did, loved did, English. Was there opportunities within school to kind of share your creativity at all well was there issue? was but i never took music ah, which is okay. the funny thing i never ever took music it was only once i'd done my sports and kind of you know left school that i'd really kind of embraced music mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. kind of too late at that point okay okay um i don't play an instrument i was heavily focused on becoming a professional footballer for yeah, like yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know i was i went travel i left school at 15 or 16 to go down I played at uh, various different clubs in England I was with Stoke uh, Blackpool Sheffield Wednesday I trialled all over the place yeah yeah and then I kind of got dangled with Stoke and they sent me for a six weeks trial told me everything was great boom banging in goals sent me to come home came watched me brought me back down for another four weeks and they ended up signing a Scandinavian for like £170,000 at the age of 16. Jeez, okay. And I never got the contract. Came home, played a little bit more football with Air United and Stranraer. Yeah. And, you know, music kind of started from there when I thought, do you know what? This is what I really want to do. Okay, okay. So, so we have to we have to cover the football or soccer a little bit. Um, yeah. The whole world calls it football, so it's football. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So football. it's football. When, when, Foot and ball, football. Yeah. When <laughs> when did you start to realize you you had a, a bit of talent, and when when and how did the opportunities to kind of play with the, all these clubs come about? Football. Well, at the time I was 
I started off with Stranraer Football Club, like the youth team. Yeah. And yeah. then I got asked so to sign. How long? Um, at what age did? did oh, I started they... playing football when I was very young. Uh-huh. I always used to kick a ball. Um, and then I signed with Stranraer, just the youth team, mm-hmm. probably when I was about. 10 maybe maybe oh, a bit okay. younger so like so I was, I was always boys kind yeah of yeah school boy school yeah. boy level playing always played in the football at primary school then secondary school made the mm. regional finals in Dumfries and Galloway um, and then obviously playing with Stranraer then I got asked if I would like to join Air United joined Air United yeah. that's where I feel like I had you know I played really good football and I was with Hamilton Academicals as well Hamilton Ackies yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I loved as well. It was yeah. really hard, but it was great. Um, and then that's when I had the opportunity to go down to Stoke. I had a. So how did that come about? Did somebody come? Yeah, see scouts. Or? Yeah, scouts. Oh, okay. I had uh, Middlesbrough wanted me to trial, and then off the back of that, it was Stoke. So then I went down to Stoke, which was amazing. Okay. Loved that. Some of my friends that I made there, they're they're now professional. Uh, shout out Santos he's playing with Derby County in the first team doing really well um, yeah it was it was an amazing time okay but after that that's when I came home and really so what did it feel music. like when you realised it wasn't it wasn't going to happen because you describe how the whole process what they put you through oh, ten, overall kind of 10 weeks of yeah. playing there that's you probably after 10 weeks I'm sure when they said 6 weeks okay come back again for another 4 weeks you're probably thinking I'm in here right now you know I thought I had it and that's the thing that's one thing that's one thing I've took away from that lesson is when you think you've got it Uh the job isn't done until it's done yeah yeah the deal isn't done until it's signed yeah 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 and that's one thing I will always always take with me yeah whether it be ambitions i have later on in life for the business opportunities mm-hmm. to come from music and stuff don't get carried away yeah, until don't, the sign yeah until the deal is done the, the, the deal isn't done yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm glad that happened to me in a way because it set me up to prepare for other things in life uh-huh. Uh-huh. um you know I, I really did think i mean obviously at the time i was you know i was 16 years old 15 and I thought, okay, yes, I'm in. But I'm, you st- I'm in. there was still time, though. So once that happened, you kind of lo- did you lose a bit of motivation? Yeah, well, I didn't really lose motivation because once some when somebody tells me no, I'm, I'm out to get it. Yeah. Like, if someone tells yeah, me no, yeah. I'm gonna have you sitting in a corner upset because I went and proved you wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of mentality I have with everything. Um, I can accept when it doesn't work out. That's fine, but I'm the type of person that if someone tells me no, mm-hmm. you're going to be the one eating your own words. Okay, okay. Um, So, yeah, like I came home and went, like I said, I had my first child, Sophia, who's oh. now turning six in October. So what age did you have? I was uh, six, 17. I was 17. And obviously you didn't plan it. You just no, she wasn't just planned, but you didn't start I would never change. Yeah, and, and obviously... Obviously but yeah, you of course, she, yeah. Wasn't, she, you know, she wasn't planned. Um, you didn't strap it up, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, was young, was, was young and stupid yo- and excited. Young and, young and excited, <laughs> and yeah, I suppose. But you know, she's the reason now that I'm doing what I'm doing, and the reason that I wake up every morning. And yeah, and w- are you still with a baby mother, or was you sure. two together at the time? Yeah, still together. We've been together seven years. Wow. Seven years actually. Last week, no, uh, Sunday. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. 
So Easter Sunday, yeah. And what about the second one? Well, yeah. Did you plan that one as well? Yeah, we did actually. We planned her. So you you became a dad. You got used to the flow. You enjoyed the feeling, and you thought, why not? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because I thought, you know, Sophia at the time would have been. Well, she's five now, turning six, so she would have been four. And we uh-huh. said, well, let's have another one now and let them grow up. To let Ivy grow up together. She's called Ivy. Mm-hmm. Let them grow and they'll always have each other. Yeah. Um, You know, you don't know what's happening tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So age is just a number. So when you decide to make that decision, for us, I think it was the best decision to, to make because it instores installs new fire in your stomach yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. it's the best feeling ever like yeah. somebody that doesn't have kids when the date comes it's like right okay this is what people were talking about when they said ah yeah i yeah. get it and what what is what do you think is the biggest lesson for you as a dad since being a coming be, since becoming a dad the biggest lesson yeah um the biggest thing you've learned in that case then it's hard to kind of really pinpoint one thing mm-hmm. because you find yourself sometimes just in awe when certain things happen. When you see, it's hard to give an example straight off the top of my head, but like you'll th- there'll be a moment when Sophia or Ivy does something. Wow, did that just happen? <laughs> like, can that that it makes those moments make you become? Can you give us an example if you can? trying to think of an example like uh yeah like Sophia will say something like um you're the best thing in the whole wide world seriously yeah she'll come up and out of nowhere yeah, yeah you'll be yeah. sitting I'll be working on my laptop I'll be you know writing something or whatever and she'll just dad you're the best thing yeah so and that makes the mum jealous yeah no because <laughs> that's a joke <laughs> <laughs> That just throw you just back, and you're like, that made kind of make. But that's my the way day. she feels about both yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think is is instinct is is not hidden. It's raw, basically. Cause, yeah, it's, yeah, and that that's what makes you go. Yeah, this is why you have to go as hard as you do, and when you're busy and sometimes you can't always do everything. Yeah, you are doing everything. Yeah, I see what you mean. And I bet you there's a lot of dads out there, young and old, that feel like they they maybe don't spend enough time with the yeah, kids. Yeah, and that yeah, might yeah. be true, but, you know, there are if you want a successful father or a successful husband or boyfriend, you have to appreciate that he's going to be busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a true story. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where it's at. Yeah, family life's good. Just building, trying to stack the chips, Yeah, keep the music great and uh, build on that all right so going back you finished school how how uh, did you after school where did you go to sixth form do you go to uni oh, or yeah or i did i went, I went through, I actually came through the football route i went to uh i did i got hnc in sports coaching i uh-huh. studied at Kilmarnock college uh, sports center of excellence mm-hmm. and i had a great time there turned out it wasn't for me so mm-hmm. all this time i was doing music they were really supportive while i you know, I kind of changed course and went music, yeah. music, music. And when when did the music start? When I was properly sixteen, seventeen. It uh-huh. was like a transition from football, college music. Okay, and I, I want to kind of, if you can remember, pinpoint the moment you thought maybe this 
something could happen here. Did it? Did it? Was it kind of a gradual? You list. You, you listen to music. There's type of music you like, and did you, you find yourself every now and then writing out of nowhere, or how 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 did it kind of creep its way in to take control? Well, it's funny it? because even before football, I can remember writing my first lyric. Um, I was about nine or ten at the time. So it was about the same time that football, I thought, right, okay, yeah, I've got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just it just kind of sat in the back burner. Yeah, I never really... Yeah, uh, uh, it was always there, but I just never yeah, really acknowledged yeah, it in the way yeah. I probably should have. Yeah. And I can remember writing my first lyric on a, on a dirty notepad <laughs> in my bedroom. And I remember ripping the page off because I heard my mum coming up the stairs and sh- hiding it underneath my mattress because yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, man, if my mum sees what I'm writing here, she's going to go mad. What was you writing? I'm going to eat some chocolate. <laughs> 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 like, I, I, Get some iced chocolate. Like, I, I think I actually was writing more frustrations. I was like using swear words about how I really felt about the whole situation between her and my dad. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, and I remember hiding them under my mattress and never, uh, you know, never ever letting on that that's what I was into. And I think that's why I, I focused with football. But, you know, as the years went on, I was always writing. Can, can you remember your first lyric? Nah, you you're know, a terrible dad. Yeah, yeah. you're never here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so probably something along those lines. But I remember I was using a I was using a black marker pen, and uh, yeah, I just remember getting the marker pen, just clip on under the mattress and yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mom comes. In, what are you up to? Oh, nothing, mom. Nothing. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Back to the question: How how did it the music creeping creeping? So you you started writing your lyrics. Yeah. So at, you wrote something at a very young age. Yeah. And obviously it was a back burner. So when did it come? Yeah, from yeah. The back burner to the one. Of, there was a guy came when I was still at school. There was a guy came up, Jude, who I became very good friends with. Still a good friend of mine. Also an MC. And he introduced me to a guy he knew in Newton Stewart called D. So then we kind of formed like a, like a little like yeah. a group thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me, Bems, <laughs> Scope, it, what was it called? D, um, it became Quav Kids with a Vision. <laughs> so K W A V Kids with a Vision, <laughs> and uh, you know, because I was quite at the time, I was very like positive driven, and you know, I was always about positivity and trying to make light of things, and that's what it became. We worked on like a mixtape, which never came out. <laughs> we worked on a couple of songs in, that which were recorded in his parents' shed, and uh, yeah, we actually had a couple of good songs. We did like a cover of uh, a Wiley song called "Only Human." Okay. I'm only human. I haven't, I haven't heard it. I'm sure I've heard it, but I can't remember it because I've, I've listened to all these albums. Well, it was like, it was a Cash Tastic song as well, Cash Tastic Wiley and another singer so we did like a remix yeah yeah and uh, we put it online and we got like 12,000 views and like seriously yeah we got 12,000 views in like uh about seven or eight hours no and we were like oh, no way <laughs> this is like this is the best thing ever <laughs> so that's when i thought okay and i can remember reading the comments and people was like you've got the best voice you've got the best voice and i thought right okay this is it and then for yeah, me yeah, after yeah. that that was kind of like right okay i've got this you're gonna have to show me after this, by the way, yeah. Yeah, 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 I think it's I think it's still online. Yeah, it's what well, YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, they don't get they don't get rid of it unless you got some. The only other thing is if he's pulled it down because he pulled a couple of things, but was well, he embarrassed? He's growing old. Yeah, I mean, because we're not friends anymore. Oh, uh, okay. we don't speak. We kind of <laughs> like I, I decided that 
yeah, there's a few different things that kind of went on. We were, you know, we were friends for a few what, years. And what 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 went on? What what happened? You <laughs> you love these questions. Yeah, man. man sure. I want to know. I'm a nosy bugger. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't mind. I talk about it all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were friends, and then he he moved to Glasgow. Basically, was I was at college at the time. I stayed with him, and uh, he stayed in Deniston, in the east end of Glasgow. I would be like really trying to push the music. I was studying. I had Sophia at home with uh-huh, uh-huh. you know my, and I was doing everything in my power to try and get this music out. Yeah, trying yeah. to connect with the right people. I didn't bother. You just just like there's n- some people smoke weed, fine, yeah, yeah, whatever. But smoking weed seven days a week, doing yeah. nothing, sitting in a house, blaming the world. <laughs> yeah, bl- like blaming society and the world, like for why nothing's happening. But I was out there. I was you know like you have to get up and get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I felt. I just I was trying to do everything. I and then what happened from there is we had there was levels of friction. We kind of fell out. We kind of had a squabble about the kids with a vision thing because uh-huh, I initially uh-huh. came up with the the concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we kind of fell out about that. And then one day, this is where things really changed. I wanted to go for singing lessons uh-huh. and I wanted him to come with me. I wanted songwriting and singing lessons. So one day I finished college. It was at Come On. It came back, went to the house, to the to the flat. And I said, right, singing lessons, I've I went to the Buchanan galleries mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I said, look, I said, I'm really trying to find like singing lessons because I want to try and, you know, sing and learn how to songwrite yeah. properly, mm-hmm. you know, structure a song. And they were really kind. They sent me, it was raining really hard. I was soaked because I'd walked from Central Station up to Buchanan, soaking wet through. And then they sent me to the Scottish Music Centre. They said, well, we don't actually deal with that, but if you head up to the, the Scottish yeah, Music yeah, Centre, yeah, 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 yeah. go in there. I met a, a, a really nice guy in there, and he put me in touch with a lady called Mavel Boyle. They put me on a music course, which was called MIMA, Music is, Industry is, Made is Accessible. M- is Mavel Boyle related to Susan Boyle by any chance? <laughs> She's not. <laughs> She's not. She's equally as talented as, oh, okay. maybe more talented. Um, yeah, she is more talented as a songwriter and performer. Uh-huh. But she's the lady that taught me how to learn so breathing he, techniques. Who, who did you? She she put you in touch of. You were saying before I interrupted. Yeah, you. so I went to uh, I went to the, the Scottish Music Centre, and then they put me on a six week course where I had oh, to travel okay. to and from Shettleston. Uh-huh. So the reason we fell out me and Daniel uh-huh. D is because when I was getting myself from Port Patrick two and a half hours away studying mm-hmm. I was travelling out to Shettleston which was another 20 minutes on the train from uh-huh. Queen Street mm-hmm. where he had the invite I'd set up the course he never came to to set up okay. he never came once in the six weeks to do this course with me about singing uh-huh. or songwriting uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was almost like he and knew and was it free even? it was free it was okay. free. It was, a, it was a government funded. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was a place like where we are now at the moment, where we're talking in the yeah. studio, where you had the environment to go and yeah, learn. Yeah, very creative environment. Yeah, a creative yeah. environment where you had somebody knowledgeable how to write songs. Like Maves wrote with uh, guys in Gothenburg who have wrote for Justin Timberlake, uh-huh. like Pink, yeah, some yeah. of the biggest hits. And he just never bothered his backside to like yeah. come. So I went on my own. I was fine with it. Yeah. And after that, we kind of, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. 
Uh-huh. I'm doing this on my own and I don't need anybody trying to hold me back. If you yeah, want to yeah. sit there and do what you, you want, fine. But you ain't holding me back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have I have a little one that I need to go out there and feed, you know, yeah, feed, put yeah. food on the table. Set a good example and, you know. Yeah, like, so that happened. And then Maeve introduced me to her husband at the time who had a record label called Toy Time Records. So after I did my six weeks, she could see how hungry and how passionate I was. And that's the reason she introduced me to her husband, husband Gordon McNeil, uh, basically offered me a record contract. Oh, nice. And I got to make my first album. Um, I signed with Toy Time Records in 2000 and end of 2012, beginning of 2013. We spent 10 months in a studio. Um, he took over like a farm, converted it into a studio, oh, nice. yeah, live yeah, room, yeah. everything. We spent 10 months making and crafting my debut album, Enjoy the Movie. Um, and that's, I took what Maeve taught me about how to structure a song, breathing techniques, mm-hmm. and using Gordon's experience. He was massively influential in how I delivered myself mm-hmm. as an artist, mm-hmm. not just like a rapper or an yeah, MC. Yeah, 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 he yeah. taught me how to become and be an artist when recording music yeah. and appreciating different yeah 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 the, basically the to be a, a, tr- a professional in the field yeah to be yeah. the best possible yeah, yeah, yeah. musician i could be yeah because yeah, yeah. i think rappers often get under you know that we there's trash rappers out there there's rubbish rappers out there yeah that talk about nothing but he taught me how to become and be an artist and there's still things yet that i'm yet to learn but he taught me how to be an artist when mm-hmm. i'm in the studio mm-hmm. and what to yeah definitely played a, played a massive part in and h- how did their you said um the album win i think 2017 now and you signed beginning of 2013 10 months right yeah how did the album go what was their reception the album was like? great well the first single i ever did with uh, gordon was called love struck and it did really well it did really well locally where where i'm from Mm-hmm. and we got number nine on the uk itunes hip-hop and rap chart at the time drake was number one with hold on nice and we went to ibiza to shoot the video for it because it was just like things were just like it was moving very fast it was, it was just like it was just really quick and and, that, and, at, and at that time i know we talked about it's not signed until it's signed and still at that time was you uh, i'm guessing you had that feeling with football you thought you was gonna make it and then it didn't happen at that time did you have i've made it or like I still got some way to go. Basically, I'm, I'm t- what I'm trying to get at is: was you checking yourself and not get carried away? Yes, all the time, and that's why. Okay. I, that's why to this day I'm always, no matter how much success comes, no matter where this music game takes me, my feet will always be on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah, I was, I was, I was checking myself. I was appreciating every moment that happened because uh-huh. it took uh-huh. me to like Ibiza. We did a video. Shout out Sam because Sam he came up with the idea to go there in the studio. Who paid for it? It came for the the label. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, nice, and nice. Sam, Sam played a big part in that trip. Okay. Like we ended up performing at uh, Soul City nightclub on the island, which is like the only urban nightclub in Ibiza, which was massive. Okay. Like everybody's played there from Wiley gigs. Oh, okay. And I w- I was eighteen, oh, and I pl- okay. I just performed at Soul City nightclub off the back of this song, just going boom. Okay. Okay. So. You know, it wasn't like out there in like, you know, top 10 UK yeah, national no, charts, no, 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 but it took me to a level where I thought, right, it was another, it was yeah, another, yeah, another level, another step on a ladder, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. 
And that's when I thought again, right, okay, if this is what I can do now, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So we got back, decided we're making an album. Mm-hmm. I had to make a debut album, you know, teenager coming into, you know, mm-hmm. early 20, mm-hmm. 21. And I felt like I had to say some things, make a project and a body of work that represented me from that period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's when we made Enjoy the Movie. It came out. Again, it did the same thing. We did, uh, we got like top, I reached 31 or 30 in the UK iTunes hip hop and rap chart. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Kind of really before streaming was like the thing. Yeah. So yeah. it was like we caught the last tiny part of downloads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we it was great. It was brilliant. I kind of came out of the deal with Toy Town. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I've been, I kind of, I appreciate what you're saying because um, to me, it's, it sounds to me like you're, you, some people, what you just said there is not in the national chart, but it will be kind of disheartened, but it seems like you had your, for the level you was at, you knew your, you had, you checked your expectation, but you know what you could achieve realistically. You was realistic in your expectations as opposed to uh, the whole world, like, you know, why yeah. isn't, yeah, 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 okay. No, like, I, I was, I was very young, I was in my early teens, yeah, but yeah. I wasn't. But you was very self-aware at the same time, it sounds like, you know. Yeah. Because you, you, your expectation was, because obviously when you're that young and you find something, you're very interested, you think you can take on the world. But it, you had that drive, but at the same time, it seems like okay, you was like, excited with the iTunes and being in the top ten of iTunes and hip hop chart. But again, you you still had a smile on your face when you said, but it didn't go like top forty nationally. But yes. to you, it's still you know what I mean. I was very aware, and that's when yeah. it goes back to the deal isn't done until yeah, it's yeah. signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lesson that I learned at Stoke mm-hmm. has always and will forever remain in the back of my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Realize yeah. that you're not at that level yet. Appreciate where you are. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to make the top 30 in the UK iTunes hip-hop and rap chart in the sub-genre level, I was was overwhelmed with that achievement. Could you, I'm sure when you looked at it, was there names who were above you and you were like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, like, Like I said, like at the time, Drake, Take Care. No, was it Take Care or... No, oh, that was the single. The, the, it was uh, the album which he had. Thank me that later. Started from, start, started from the bottom. It was on. Was that Thank Me Later? I have no idea. I can't remember. It, well, there was like there was that, like there was Drake. Uh, like I was looking at these A-list names and I'm thinking my name is like right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was just so teenager. It was just a little bit weird to see my yeah. name on an official chart on such a platform like iTunes for my name even to be next to them yeah, yeah, was yeah. like right okay cool yeah. let's just keep working let's have fun and uh-huh, keep uh-huh. building okay so yeah that's kind of what happened and then the next chapter is I came out of the label deal why why did you come out after such you know some good good strides yeah without <coughs> getting too deep into relationships which were within the label it was time for me to get out I just felt like, right, okay, I've got to a level, you know, me, me and Gordon, we don't really speak as much who's produced the whole Enjoy the Movie album. Mm-hmm. But it was time for me to like, right, okay, I need to, I want to move on. I want to move on. I want to what, what, what grow. Bro- what, w- what brought on that? Because he said you, 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 I'm guessing you took a next step under him. 
was it like he wanted to kind of stay in the same level, repeat the same thing, or you had you was influenced from other stuff you heard or other people, and you thought, okay, maybe this direction or this direction? Yeah, correct. I started listening to more. One thing Gordon was is a extremely talented musician, mm-hmm. great engineer. He plays several instruments, mm-hmm. plays live, awesome, drummer by trade. And at the time, I can remember listening to like beats. I was into 808s, snap, trap, boom. That's what I wanted to make. Okay, okay. So I'd made the album, but throughout the period of making the album, I always kind of wanted to... You, you didn't feel 100% in control. Like yeah, exactly. Because, and that's nothing, that wasn't like Gordon was trying to, hold me back because his he had just thought that was right at the time it was right at the time and that's why it happened because it was yeah. clearly right at the time yeah yeah but at the same time in the back of my head i always wanted to make something that i felt really was your own 100 yes right. yeah, yeah 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 and i think it's kind of hard because you know sometimes you think right you know collaboration is key yeah you ha- c- collaboration makes the world go round. collaboration on some level makes things work you can't take the world on on your own yeah yeah no it's true man it's so true. it's only now that i'm getting a little tiny little bit older that i'm I'm recognizing these things that when someone's trying to do the best for you, you have to take it with both hands and you have to appreciate what it is yeah yeah and that's all he ever tried to do and that's exactly why i have the 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 outlook on what happened to me in my journey so far and that's just the way it is mm-hmm. but we came out of the deal we kind of left amicably. Sometimes there was a few hiccups here and there because there was levels of frustration mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. different things. But I basically put all my money into uh, buying the rights and the music so that I own all. I, I came out of the deal with all of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind talking about it now, but I put £4,000, spent all of my money on that album mm-hmm. so that I own all of the production, all of the writing, all of the credits so nice. that... So it's yours. So it's mine. Yeah, yeah. I like to own things. Yeah, yeah. I want to own things. And do you feel you've got that investment back over time? I believe so. Okay. Because one, I own it. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take it away from me. Mm-hmm. And two, I know that there's more to come. Okay. Whenever I play live, I collect all the royalties. Okay. Yeah, that's true. PRS is mine. I don't need to split 50-50 with anybody. <laughs> that's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where, where did that kind of business, astute business knowledge come come from? Because at that time you was 18, you know, mm. most people would have, most kind of artists would have just been excited for somebody to sign them and not read into the small details. But it seems like you was like, okay, I'm in that mood, but still let me be careful with the small print in a, in a sense. Yeah, you like I, I've, always, I've always enjoyed watching entrepreneur videos, entrepreneurial videos, yeah. Jay-Z, P. Diddy, Tiny Temper, uh, guys that own things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's power in ownership. If you yeah, own something, yeah, yeah, for yeah. example, this podcast, yeah, 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 you yeah. own this podcast. Nobody can take that podcast yeah, from. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's basically the Apple model. Try to own as as much control. Try to control and own as much of the process and the product. Yeah. And if there's a new innovation which you don't control, 
mm. find third party who will do it for you but over time study what they're doing and eventually bring it in house buy them out or just exactly. do it yourself and get rid of them that, that's that's the apple model basically yeah. exactly and that's that's all it is it's yeah again going back to my kids yeah 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 when you have kids or maybe not even when you don't have kids some people don't have kids and that's fine yeah, yeah. but for me it's if i die tomorrow or i die in two weeks or two years and yeah, 10 years yeah, when my yeah. daughter is 18 19 20 that album is theirs yeah 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 yeah. i own that i put all my money into it now it might not be like a 10 bedroom house yeah yeah, yeah. Or the shard yeah, in yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I but it's something that I I owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it'll be of value to them, I think, of value to my family. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to generate other opportunities as time goes on, which we'll okay. get into in a little while. Yeah. So you finished that album. You left the label. Mm-hmm. Um, what next? What what happened next, basically? Yeah. So when I left the label, I kind of went back home. I got talking to different producers in London. Mm-hmm. I started to work with a guy called Wizzy Wow, a massive inspiration of mine. I can remember he's a twice Grammy nominated producer based out of did, Tottenham, London. Did did he was he involved in that Black Street song at all? The he, one I got dot 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 was it Wow that he, song? Remember that he, song? What was that? Because, um, I don't know. Basically, Wow. Wow. Oh yeah, Black Street. It, all right, forget it. Let's let's go. Yeah. Well, he he was involved in the. Do you remember that song which Wretch Three Do Wretch Three Two Dead Rather Be Cool? Forget about the violence, I'd yeah, rather yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was produced by uh, Re- okay, uh, okay. Wizzy Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I can remember listening to that when I was in secondary school on the back of the bus coming home from school and going, Wow. It had like cowbells in there. And I can remember going, Oh my god, this is nuts. And it was a good message as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Wretch obviously being one of the or if not the greatest MC from the UK ever lyrically and metaphorically speaking i reached out to wizzy and he got back to me on twitter and was like yeah like let's meet let's let's organize a session and that's how it happened so i went down to london for a few months uh back and back and forth no i was back and forth i was back and forth so i'd go down there for like a week two weeks at a time i mean where were you staying while you were i was i stayed with a guy called adrian sykes okay who used to manage emily sanday okay i don't know who that is i'm afraid she you don't know who emily sanday is and you live in glasgow come on come on <laughs> emily i'm Sand- not honestly man popular, co- popular culture just yeah. pff, i'm stuck in the olden days man i'm a emily I'm a sanday funk head, is, you know i love funk. emily sanday she's a singer songwriter okay and he used to manage her extremely he's a gentleman he's a really kind man and uh he kind of took me under his wing and he's he helped me get my bits and pieces together in the mm-hmm. music business mm-hmm. got me a lawyer solicitor introduced me to a solicitor to set up so that i can handle my business properly mm-hmm. uh that takes care of really big acts um just trying to ha- he just really tried to help me get on yeah, the straight yeah, and narrow yeah. in the music basically business. basically this is um oh the word that i used to say basically so in 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 life a lot of people go about their life but they don't realize the significance of that small letters lots of all these small letters that come through the post they don't realize that if you take care of those kind of small letters it might be electricity bill here council like authorities stuff there 
voting stuff there, whatever. They don't realize if you keep take care of those, although, although they're quite small, they have a big influence. Massive. Know, if you just let them lie, you know. So yeah. it's, it's a thing they're trying to let you take care of the small things which actually have a big impact. You know, the, the stuff that kind of takes the stress off your shoulders so you can focus on the music, basically. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I want to make it very clear here, like, I'm not talking like I've made it because I'm so, so far. No, 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 trust me. I'm not getting that impression. I'm sure the audience is not getting that impression. Because I, re- I really hope not, because... It, the, no, no, the, you, no, 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 you understand. You're doing it. You're just trying to get it both. right from the ground up, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can't build something... Is significant. You can't build a big house without a proper foundation. And although yeah. it may come across, okay, you're just sorting out the foundation. It may come across, oh, he's sorting out the foundation. Oh, he's not. I don't think it's coming across. You're just making sure that the foundation is set. So if when it's ready, so when it happens, you're not caught blindsided. You know, everything is in check. Everything yeah. is on order. You know, I can call up the. I can call up the joiner. I can yeah. call up the right yeah, uh, yeah. brick. The the right plumber yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, ready yeah, to yeah. install yeah, and boom, yeah, basically, check. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You so want to do a 50 cent, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, Adrian took me in, fed me, gave me the best advice, still gives me the best advice. If I ever need anything, he'll he'll tell me his two cents worth. He'll give me, he'll tell me, right, you need to get your finger out your backside and mm-hmm. go. Okay. Like, get the music out, get it right. And that's that's what he is. He's a men- mentor. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not my manager. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. management. He, yeah. to, uh, he's a mentor for me. First, he's yeah. a mentor. Yeah, yeah. And he knows my family. He's met my two kids. He understands the whole situation yeah, and where yeah. I'm trying to go with it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've became very close friends with his son, uh, Lewis Sykes, 320, also a producer. Okay. Um, and, he, yeah. Okay, like so family. going back to... Wizzy Wow. So that's yep. that's where you, you stay with a guy you, you t- we talked that length about. So yeah, so Wizzy, we started to build our music. We made uh, we made an EP together, a okay. four-track EP. Um, we made a song called Ghost, Warzone, Nobody, and Welcome. The yeah. the whole EP was called 95 Thoughts. And after coming out of the, the deal with Toy Time, that was my first independent project, which I put out alone, independent, uh-huh. by myself. And... By by going to London, that's when I started to meet other creatives that yeah, were yeah, 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 yeah. certified. Yeah. So the director I started to work with for the videos is called Chas Apathy. He's a major key for the go-to guy for the best urban videos in London uh-huh. in the UK. Um, and that's who I've made all my videos with since. Okay. But uh, so at this time, you're still trying to own all the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we have an agreement. Whenever I work with producers now, like I try and I'll buy the beat outright, or mm-hmm. we'll work on we'll agree a royalty agreement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just work that way. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, everybody's different, so everybody has a different way of working. Yeah, and it's no, trying no, to find no, no, middle ground no. with yeah, whoever. Right. But with Wizzy, it was like the pleasure of just and the excitement of getting in the studio with somebody that I looked up to at the time. I can remember I was so nervous in the first session. Because yeah. I was a little bit starstruck. I was in the session going, man, am I am I good enough to be in here? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it took me like <laughs> half of the session that I'd booked just to write the first verse. Okay. Because I was thinking, man, is this good enough? 
because yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. works with wretch Ra- rather he than just with... coming down and believing yourself you're not it's natural though it's yeah natural. it's natural because yeah, it's yeah. like it's like if you're an aspiring footballer and you yeah. meet pele it's or you meet messi was he was he's twice grammy nominated yeah 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 you don't yeah. get grammy nominated twice on unless you're unless you paid the panel <laughs> <laughs> i'm only so, joking so yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know it was serious uh and that's where you know i really found right okay i can do this was he believed in me he gave me the opportunity and we made a, a body of work mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. short body of work that at the time represented me i was on that particular EP ninety five thoughts, I was talking about frustration, how I was pissed off with the how the how the how the how the how the label situation went, and uh, yeah, I was just I was airing off. I can remember reading some stuff and hearing stuff that how commercial news bangs out all this negativity, which I talk about on Warzone, and I just had to express how i felt yeah yeah yeah. yeah and obviously yeah. growing up young adolescent hormones and all sorts were involved and yeah, 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 even yeah. though it wasn't that long ago i just had to get it out because if i didn't get it out i'm just gonna end up getting really pissed off and frustrated yeah, 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 no, no. so uh yeah that's what Tough we made moments have the great greatest inspiration so yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah and from then on i started to work with chas apatu on videos yeah. He directed two of the videos from that project. Nobody and Ghost, uh, which are out on YouTube and Vivo and stuff to check out. Um, and he is somebody that, again, he's done DWE videos, Skepta videos, Lethal Bezel videos, like some of the greatest grime MCs yeah, yeah, and yeah, hip-hop yeah. artists in the UK of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's a creative he yeah. really is like he understands you the vision but one thing i always said was is that right i'm working with chas i want chas to direct yeah my, i want him to bring his creative yeah, element yeah, yeah. don't to, restrict him basically i'm not the guy to say no do you know what chas i don't like what you, I, I don't yeah, like yeah. what you think here because yeah. Yeah. he's got so much experience under his belt it's only right that he's gonna elevate my yeah music yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. bring it to yeah. a bigger audience because of how he's put it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his his work speaks for itself. Yeah. His yeah. accolades speak for themselves. And that's what I want. Every time I do something, it has to be, it cannot be compromised. Okay. Ever. Okay. It has to be better than the last thing that I put out. Okay, okay. And if it's not, then it's not good enough. <laughs> So that's where you know Chas for me is a guy that I'm I'm building with. We just on uh, my new single, House in the Jungle. He done the video. He came to Barbados with me in January, but we'll leave that as we progress because there's a couple of stepping stones that we've missed out on yet. Okay, okay. So he's definitely somebody that I love working with. I really enjoy his uh, company creating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's just a, a a good human being. Okay. So that's kind of what happened between coming out of the label, meeting Wizzy, um, and then starting to get into more live projects and stuff, which kind of came about. So which platforms do you release your EP on? Yeah, uh, all the major kind of music platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, 
uh, Amazon Music, Google Play, all of those. Okay. I was I'm, I wasn't at the time. I used to think giving music away for free was like a no no. Now yeah, it's totally yeah, yeah. changed because yeah, obviously yeah. streaming is just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I always valued my work. Yeah. So yeah. I always used to instead of putting it on SoundCloud and giving it away for free, mm-hmm. I always used to put it on iTunes and sell it for ninety nine pence uh-huh. or two pound fifty for yeah, the yeah, EP. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I had, but you know, I believe that if you do something, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Walker's Crisp don't make Walker's Crisp to oh, give away for free. Yeah, yeah, I understand. They give it away because... But they do... It's do a product. From promotions for free, though, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Promo, yeah. fine. But yeah. at the end of the day, we don't... Sp- you don't spend all this time doing a podcast for nothing. Because you no, don't. No, uh, it's a passion, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't make beats because you, you're like... I'm. <laughs> you know, you got to eat. Yeah. It's yeah. a passion, but let's try and transform and elevate and make yeah, yeah, yeah. a return on it. Yeah, that's maybe just my take, but no, 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 I, I completely understand. And it's hard to make a return on it, but it doesn't take the the principle mm-hmm. away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after your EP, you mentioned briefly that performance, um, some performance opportunities. So mm. we talked about is it in uh, Ibiza? Yeah, Ibiza. You, yeah, you did the performance. So did you mm. after you left? Did you get more performance opportunities, owning everything, and with your uh, with your the LP released? Yes, massive. Okay. I uh, the first thing after I came out of the label, the big thing that happened. I packed a suitcase. I wanted to go to Austin, Texas, for South by Southwest, which oh, yeah, is yeah, massive yeah. annual uh-huh. festival, which happens every yeah, year in uh-huh. Austin, Texas. And and did you have any connections before you went, or you just no. went? <laughs> I had one connection through a mutual friend. He was a long story short. Celeste got in touch, who represented two producers in Essex and New York uh-huh. called the Beat Freaks. Uh-huh. They reached out to me to do beats. Uh-huh. The label said, no, don't want you to do the beats. I remained in touch with that solicitor the whole time uh-huh. and he connected me with his friend who is based in Austin, Carlos. Uh-huh. Big up Carlos, family. I said, I am going to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest because it's going to further my career mm-hmm. and I'm going to meet people out there. I'm going to connect the dots that's exactly what I did. Okay, okay. I saved up some money, packed my bag. I jumped on a plane all the way to Austin on my own backpack. I was, what, 20? Uh-huh, uh-huh. 21? 20. 21. I just turned 21. And I uh, I went over there. I was really nervous because I thought, oh, my God, yeah, I'm going yeah, to Texas. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. could be like redneck country. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm in no, for. It, it depends on... It was the, a new the, part of the world. I thought, yeah, Jesus, yeah, 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 yeah. this could be yeah. real. I'm on my own. There's yeah. nobody out here that's <laughs> like... I don't have any family in Texas. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to uh, a state which is the size of France. Yeah, yeah But I yeah. got there and it really opened my eyes. I worked my backside off for a week connected with Carlos took me and I stayed with Carlos he drove me around so when you say work would you just connect with people yeah okay yeah, I was okay. networking. I went to all these different events because uh-huh. in, in Austin what they have is Sony's there YouTube's there Apple is there uh, all the big corporate companies where the people of influence that can help you get yeah, onto those yeah, platforms yeah. Uh-huh. are there for that week yeah yeah I understand yeah uh-huh. that's why I went because I knew how big of an opportunity and I'm the kind of person that I can get into any room. Walls aren't going to stop me. <laughs> doors aren't going to stop me. Okay, okay. So I got through some certain doors. I met some amazing people. And 
I made friends with some producers, some artists, kept in touch ever since, and came back feeling like a million dollars. So how how did it? You made first week. You made them um, networking. What, what happened in the rest of the other weeks? The the how long were you there for? Two three weeks? Uh, no, I was there for a week. Oh okay. Yeah, I was there so eight week. days. Eight days. So you just went for networking. Basically. Yeah, I just went there to network oh, okay, so I could okay. get my face out. Say this is what I'm about. This is what I got. I got my album. I got all of this. Uh-huh. This is now what I own. Uh-huh. You and just to to put myself out. Yeah yeah. Okay. Stateside. So what? What happened? What was the consequence of going once you came back? What, what materialized basically? How did it manifest? It's funny because it took a little bit. It took a little bit of time for anything to really materialize from South by Southwest. Um, the month before South by Southwest, I went to Los Angeles uh-huh. on my own. I connected with the producer. It's a crazy story, actually. Now that I think about it, there's a girl who kept in touch with me online from when I worked with D. Uh-huh. She's a She's called by the name of Haley the Plug. She's a music lover. She's been an intern for big producers, and she loved what we were doing. Okay. So I went to Los Angeles, and she hit me up, and she was like, "Oh, you have to connect with this, this, and this uh-huh. person." Uh-huh. And I connected with a guy called Sci-Fi, guy who produced House in the Jungle. Okay. So this okay. is going to get deep now because yeah, 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 this yeah. is the first project we've put out. Okay. Since then, so this is in two thousand and. Uh, 16. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we're two, no, 2000, yeah, 2016. So, I met Sci-Fire, uh, recorded some new stuff. We recorded in uh, Burbank in, in Hollywood. And, and how did you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sci-Fire. Pretty much, she connected us through Twitter. We uh-huh. connected, we spoke, boom. He sent me the address. Oh, okay. Went to the studio. Uh-huh. He came out and that was it connected okay. yeah man like what's up you know it was, yeah. like, it, it was literally it was yeah, all yeah. a little bit weird because yeah, we yeah. had never met we'd never yeah. spoke all we'd said was a few words on twitter yeah. and that was it okay so we don't know that boom skip went to south by southwest connected but that's when i met Sa- sci-fi but he was out there for south by southwest as well oh okay, okay so we spent some time in the studio he made the house in the jungle beat whilst i was there uh-huh. um spent some time in the studio recorded came back finished up the song and it kind of sat in the pipeline for up until april 1st okay. this year Never, okay. it's only just come out now okay so i went through that whole process just to get that so that's what's come off the back of south by southwest right, and nice. putting myself in them positions and besides sci-fi have you connected with others but obviously something hasn't happened but do you still maintain contact with yeah there's the lots of people in, in los angeles now that i connect with another guy called peyote beats another great producer uh, he's doing a lot of stuff for some Japanese artists, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, man, there's, there are, oh, th- th- when I was last in Los Angeles, uh, yeah, just m- crazy creative people. Okay, okay. Um, but we'll go back to uh, after South by Southwest. When I came back from South by Southwest, there was a bit of a quiet period. I put the, some of the music videos out and then I, I'd applied to do the tea break stage at Tea in the Park. Okay, okay. So this must have been... This, I must have applied for that maybe the week or a couple of weeks after I got from South by Southwest because I thought... And what is the application process like? You have you to, have get to more go online. Every year tea, the, when Tea in the Park was on, they have this uh, tea break application. Okay. So you um, send it... J- just for everybody, Tea in the Park is like a ma- the, the biggest 
kind of music festival in Scotland, basically. And even in the UK, one of the biggest in the UK, after the the one run by Virgin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, Glastonbury. It's yeah, the that's second it. biggest yeah, after yeah. Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In the UK. And our biggest festival here in Bonnie, Scotland. And I remember sending in the application and thinking, man, this is crazy. Nah, this isn't happening. Yeah. And I swear to God, I my phone rang about three, four months later. Hi, how you doing? This is, uh, is that is that Lewis there speaking? Yep, it's me speaking. Hello. Um, we've got some great news to tell you. Congratulations. You've been selected to play the tea break stage at Tea in the Park this year. No. I said, get lost. Hung up the phone. I thought someone was winding me up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I, I literally hung up the phone because I thought someone's been a dick here yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like trying to take the piss. Yeah, yeah. So the next the phone went, hi, is that Lewis? Hi. I said, is this a wind up? Yeah, yeah. I said, because I, the, I'm not going to find this funny if there's a wind up. Because I'm, remember, I'm taking myself yeah, yeah, yeah. to Very, Texas yeah, and yeah, these yeah, kind yeah, of places yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. keep moving things forward. Don't wind me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was lovely. She was really nice. And she said, yeah, no, I apologize. I said, I'm sorry for hanging up the phone. I said, but I couldn't believe it. I was so ecstatic. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, it's like playing Glastonbury of Scotland. Yeah. It was yeah. like, you can't really get any bigger than playing Tea in the Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. An, from an artist's perspective. Uh-huh. So and, and, and is it this year that it was going to happen? Or no, last this, year? Is, this is last summer. Oh, okay, okay, So I okay, played okay, it okay. last summer. So when I came back last year in 2016 uh-huh. from South by Southwest, uh-huh. applied for Tea in the Park. A few months went by, nothing. Phone went, boom, you're playing Tea in the Park. So things yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, 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 just... Yeah, yeah. So how did you prepare for for the performance then? Oh man, I rehearsed like a madman. Full band, drums, bass, keys, guitar. I rehearsed at Barclays and Studios. Did did they give you the finances to rehearse as well? No. No. Okay. Cool. No. Okay. So I give everything to music. Put my all into music. Yeah. Uh, paying my band, paying for musicians' time, studio. Yeah, like it's it's all outgoings because you believe in something you're yeah, given. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of short-term pain, you know. The long-term, well, you get it, you get like, it. You there. can't make yeah. money without spending money. Yeah, Inve- it's called investment. <laughs> see, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's that's all I see it as. I'm investing in my art form. I'm investing yeah, yeah. in my creation. And um, the guys I connected with are amazing. Really solid musicians, all-rounded musicians. All a little bit older than I am, so they carry a little bit more wisdom than I do. Yeah. So yeah. it was brilliant to have those guys be a part of that uh, experience. Uh, with me, so um, how, how did the performance go? And awesome. But 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 by the way, how was your missus throughout all that? Since you once you when you found out you was gonna be performing in Glastonbury, what what was the feeling like with the missus and your kids? What, did they kind of comprehend? Yeah, like what na- you like the whole family was like they couldn't believe it really. Yeah, yeah, Natalie yeah. was over the moon. Everybody was really happy. It was all a bit of a weird experience because when you get the call to like say yeah, we'd love you to play tea in the park. You've been selected over like. I think it was like a thousand yeah. entrants. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was picked one of sixteen of the up and coming artists in Scotland to play. Yeah, nice. It was all. It was like it was. It was extremely humbling. It was like yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I understand. I understand. So the family was really excited, delighted. All the family came up to support. Um, yeah, it was. It was a great time. Okay. It was a highlight. 
definitely the, the probably the biggest highlight of everything that's happened to me so far what was the crowd crowd like when you went on stage do you know the tent wasn't that full uh-huh. but i didn't care yeah yeah there was if there was 200 people in the tent 100 people in the tent that's it's a, a 15 it's a it was a 15000 capacity tent right and i acknowledge the fact that nobody knows me here yeah but i'm here yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a reason I've been put on this stage and I'm going to give it my everything. Yeah. And that's why I gave my band, knocked it out of the park. I gave it my best performance. How many tracks did you do? Did you do some a, of the old ones? And yeah, I did some of the album stuff. Okay. Again, because I still believed in it. I did some of the new Wizzy Wow stuff. Uh-huh. And I did House in the Jungle. Okay, okay. So that was like the first time I'd really performed that live. Okay. Um. So we did see in the park and it was awesome. I had a... I had a great time there. Met some of I met Dizzy Rascal. Um I met Dan what was that? There was a massive band in like the eighties and nineties that I ended up riding the bus with to the artist village and there one guy's from Leicester, the drummer, Frankie, he's called. And we got talking about Leicester and I didn't have a clue. They asked if they could use our bus to travel back because they came to the tea break stage to see what the new talent set up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they jumped on my bus and they said, um, like, I heard the accent. They said, yeah, Leicester. And I said, what a season you've just had because, like, they just, like, yeah, won, won the, the Premier, Premier League, League yeah. and so it was it was mental. So we got yeah. talking about that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was an amazing experience. Uh, the whole, everybody there building the relationship again with DF Concerts and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. those guys at King Tut's. yeah. So, yeah, extremely grateful for the for the journey so far with regards to tea in the park and all that. And then after that, we did like a f- we got the opportunity to play at some smaller festivals, uh-huh. Youth Beats in Dumfries, which Etienne played with me. Played House in the Jungle. Yeah, we played yeah, in front yeah. of like three thousand teenagers, which wow. was insane. <laughs> like three thousand teenagers jumping up and down to music you made a year ago was just yeah, yeah, incredible. Um. Yeah, it was a bit of a roller coaster year last year because, like I said, my feet are firmly on the ground, and I just thinking about it. You forget what what the experiences you yeah, go through yeah, at the, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you live in the moment. Yeah, it's only when yeah. you look back at the times that when you're on the come up that you go, "Wow." Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, that's dope, man. That's dope. That's good. So we're coming closer to the end. Yeah. And then I think I'm starting to ask this question a lot now. So, where do you see yourself in five years' time, basically? I see myself at the top, like I see myself with chart hits. That doesn't measure my level of success, but that is accolades that I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Some award shows or yeah, like awards. I would, I would, I would, I really want to win a Brit Award. I really want to win a Mobile before anything. Yeah, a Mobile Award is something that, as a child, I've always wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like religion. You know, yeah. you watch yeah. the mobiles. It's like, yes, man, I need a mobile yeah. on my shelf in my front room on the top of the fireplace. Mobile. Nice. So, yeah, mobiles, Brits, Grammys. Um, but, you know, I'm taking it step by step. But, yeah, that's that's my realistic goals. I, I want awards. I want some top tens. Maybe a number one would be really sick. <laughs> Uh, but I just, the overall great music. Yeah, good, good, like, good, good. Great music, man. That's that's where it's at. Cool, man. Thanks for sharing with us, man. Honestly, it's been a pleasure <laughs> listening to your journey, 
and your interest and your love for music and how you handle yourself within the industry and how you handle yourself just generally as a human being any any last mm. messages before we end? yeah uh thank you for having me so and giving me so the good. giving me the opportunity to speak my story on like, nobody's given me the platform yet to really get in as good depth stuff, as this hey, that's what we do man first for everything <laughs> and uh, yeah exactly and just you know i just want to if i could tell myself to keep pushing forward i'm telling myself right now that it's gonna be great and we're gonna look back on this podcast and maybe cool five stuff, years time yeah, and man. kill it <laughs> trust me it's gonna be gonna be, gonna be going for a long time this is like something i wanted always wanted to do so yeah, lots of planning going into this. Cool, yeah, man. Thank, thank you, you very man. much, man. Scope. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye.